Hello, beloved Reba heads. I am prefacing this episode today with a little bit of unfortunate news. We, of course, had our first ever technical snafu uh, with this episode of Reba Watchables, which is truly heartbreaking, honestly, because it was such a fabulous and hilarious episode. So there is a little buzz that can be heard throughout um, on my and Johnny's voices, but you really can still hear the meat of our Reba analysis, which is why you come to this podcast, I realize. So hopefully you will still tune in and listen to the delightful guests we have on this episode. Well, you can hear it clearly. Yes, they had it all figured out. Johnny and I, as per usual, with our very makeshift audio recording system, did not. But thank you so much for tuning in. Happy holidays. Hope this brings a little holiday cheer to you. Your favorite thing to do on a day off. Binge watch filming. Hello and welcome to Reba Watchables, your favorite Reba recap pod. I am Natalie, your co-host. And I am Johnny, your other co-host, and we got a special uh, bonus episode. Yeah, special holiday-themed episode. We're expanding the revolution. We already know it's been televised via the sitcom, but did you know that Reba has many other TV ventures? Yeah, this one was going to be like a Patreon-only episode. (laughs) But (laughs) But we we don't have a Patreon. We didn't create a Patreon (laughs) in time to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, why don't you tell everybody what this, what we're covering this episode? Oh, well, we are covering, um, a new Lifetime original movie classic called Christmas in Tune, one of their many, uh, Christmas movies, many, many, many Christmas movies, and joining us to discuss this soon-to-be seminal, uh, film are a pair of Reba lovers, uh, Laura and Casey, who host Run Out Numbers, a radio show that is on WXNA in Nashville, which happens to be where this movie takes place. Laura and Casey, welcome to the pod. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. I don't know if you heard, but Nashville is wonderful at Christmas time. So we're so (laughs) glad to be here. Yeah, it's it's really a blast to be here. Thank you all so much for having me. If uh, it, both of us, if we, if we sound flustered, it's because we thought we were going to be recording, uh, Joe D seen any good movies lately. And so, <laughs> uh, it, I don't have my notes in front of me even. Um, I'm just going to rely on my memory. Yeah. We didn't create a new pun for this. Uh, yeah, that's episode. true. That's true. Um, no, but thank you guys so much. We're excited to to talk about this movie. We did not take any notes either, so we're just relying on whatever standout moment. Uh, I don't know. There were a lot of things stood out that probably shouldn't have stood out, but anyway. they were all standout moments. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how so, do you summarize a movie that's entirely standout moments? That's yeah, right. that's true. That's true. If Before it's, if we, it's all if it's all a peak, none of it's a peak, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's true. Just one long high plateau. Um, but before we get into all of that, um, would you guys mind telling us a little bit about your personal Reba journeys? You know, what what's your relationship to Reba, the musician, and the renowned actor? 
Laura, finally somebody asks us this question. I am sitting here. I'm sitting here being like, finally, it is my time. So I will say this. I did not grow up in a country music household. Um, okay. I, I am a country music convert, but the community is very welcoming, luckily. So Reba um, has entered my life in many different ways. I was reviewing her filmography and realized that I probably first encountered Reba in her um, Little Rascals role. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, Which, Reba was in Little Rascals? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew that. I knew that as a child, but I didn't know that as an adult, and I like connected that. You didn't know that. that in your heart either. I don't. I, <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked by that information. That has to be the first place I encountered her, but that's not like very Reba. I'm a big divas fan. Like I love divas. I'm a huge share fan, for example. Okay. So Reba has like been in the universe of my like fan awareness for a while. Hmm. Even the orbit, I was, yeah. Yeah, the orbit before I was like country music. But since um, I moved to Nashville years ago and, you know, had my country music baptism, I think I have accepted Reba and opened her, opened my heart to her. Um, and I love her. I love her so much. I will say, too, I did not watch the Reba show growing up, but um, we saw it came out on streaming about the same time you all started your podcast. Hey. And I talked I talked Casey into it. I was like, people are talking. I was like, people are saying It's called the revolution. The revolution. You were part I of was it. It's okay. Up. I we was were swept you up. You can say it. like you were an early adopter, you know, an uh, early yes. revolutionary, if you will. Uh, I am a revolutionary, no question. Yeah. Um and I appreciate your influence. And then I also had the chance <laughs> I did meet Reba in person briefly once. What? I know. When? I just had to let it out. Um, I used to work for um, a specific, it's a country music radio show, perhaps It's a the very long-running country music running, radio show. Yeah. Wow. Um, and she was there performing. And um, she is stunning in person. She's truly like if an oh angel came God. to her. Yeah. But it was, I'm, I'm not, I'm acting like we're friends. I, it was two seconds, but still it made see, an impression. See, my, my <laughs> intro to Reba was uh, in Tremors. I saw Tremors and that okay. was awesome. A classic. See, uh, when, she, when Laura was talking, I thought she was going to say Tremors. Cause I feel like Tremors is like a pretty, it's a I've good never Reba seen intro. Oh, wow. I've you never seen it. Told, it's, it's important. I told Laura that she just uh, holds onto a shotgun the whole time. And she's like, yeah, I guess we do need to watch that. <laughs> Yeah, the Reba with like whatever an AK forty seven or whatever, like just <laughs> going insane on like an evil monster. Like it's it's it sounds like it's kind of like Dune. I haven't seen Dune either. That's <laughs> kind of what I imagine. Like it kind if, of is. It's like Dune, but way better. I think. If okay. someone had like said Tremors, like did you hear like they're gonna make a sequel to Tremors, <laughs> I would have been. I would have just thought it was the same. I would have been like, oh, that's cool. Love that. Uh, but I'm, I'm also a, uh, I guess, mostly country music convert. Um, and so uh, when I moved to Nashville uh, almost a decade ago, um, Laura moved here too. And we were like, we need to go through our uh, country music baptism. So we basically uh, just started buying CDs and records like crazy. Um, I will say that uh, as a country music fan, Reba... It's not my favorite country music diva, Whoa. but she'll be up there. I don't, Whoa. I don't mean to disparage, but I, like you guys are able like to like cut top his audio five. Off, like right? there's only so many, you can there's only so many time. slots. <laughs> True. 
there are only so many slots, but like in the pantheon, like Reba's pretty far up the ladder. Oh yeah. Look, I, I like I've listened to every single Reba song for reasons that I don't for no reason really for just research. to torture myself for <laughs> research. Um, but I like came out of it with like a seven and a half hour playlist that I'm extremely proud of. And <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's a journey, but I think it's a worthwhile one. Um, Absolutely. So, so yeah, and you guys, so, Laura, you mentioned this a little bit, but you guys have been watching a lot of, like, Reba the show, right? Indeed, yeah. It's our, like, um, I believe in your, I think in your most recent episode, the guest was like, it's our happy 20-minute show. <laughs> uh, and we're that way, too. Like, if we're... It's perfect. If we, if we made dinner, we're like, just turn it on. Like, I'm like, <laughs> success. Like, I'm going to want to. Also, I feel like it's funny. Like, yeah, it is. We watch, we watch a lot of old, older. I don't want to say this is like so old because it's just like early 2000s. But that's a solid 20 years old now. Um, mm-hmm. But we watch older TV and like some of it doesn't hit. Reba hits, <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's funny. It's good. Casey's a big... I mean- uh, van fan i'll say that oh i mean who oh, am us? <laughs> i do like yeah see i do like van he's very sweet uh he's yeah. like the perfect i i think my very first uh knowledge of the reba sitcom was on like abc family or something like that <laughs> and i just like eat those kind of shows up like i devoured those shows when i was a kid and so uh i I love this sort of sitcom and i can't believe we haven't watched more of it and so we we dove right in well, so, okay, so I think that, like, like you guys were talking about, like, it's an, it's an older show, and we agree that it's funny. And, like, I started watching this show to record this podcast, so it was, like, I was, like, sort of developing with it in real time of, like, is this actually a good show? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, like you're saying, like, so, like, this show is, it feels dated, it's not like it's one of those shows, oh, no, like, it feels like it could have been shot yesterday. Like, it's definitely dated, and you notice those things of, like, oh, that's not how they do funny shows anymore. Right. So it takes, like, it takes, you know, buying There's something in. about the rhythm of this kind of funny show, though, that just is yeah. so soothing. It's like a nice little mm-hmm. lotion bomb on your brain. Like, no, like for sure. House. Right. <laughs> definitely. It, it, We've had some guests, though. Who, who don't really share. They're not willing to, like, drink the Kool-Aid. Well, you, you just, know? like, it, it's a... You absolutely have to buy in. And mm-hmm. if you don't come in to an episode with earnestness, you might not even crack a smile. You've already but, lost, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it, it, it's not... It's, like, the jokes are playing off of what you think of these characters already. Um, Which, and, is that like, not Reba to... herself? Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. You need to encounter Reba with a level of earnestness. And like, if you are expecting something other than that, then like you misunderstood the assignment. Also, not so, to get too far ahead, Reba can sell some material where uh, I don't need to finish talking absolutely. about the movie, but Reba can, she can take anything and spit it into gold. And that's something yeah, that I love true. about her. I very mean, we, much. we talked, I think I talked about this like in one of the first episodes of, you know, you you notice quickly when you start the show like if you do what we did what i we did and what y'all did which is start watching the show from the beginning you notice quickly that she's a good actor because even though she's delivering like really silly lines and some stuff that's like legitimately corny 
you kind of have like a a grin on your face watching it, which yeah. is not the case for like every actor on that show. You know, I would say Brock does not get into that. You know, Van absolutely or, or does. Or in like, this movie. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. It, I mean, I think, like, talking about the show, just, like, the fact that you guys are already versed in it is helpful, I think, for this episode. Because it's useful to see, like, I think for Johnny and I, at least, the compared to the show, even, just in a vacuum, if you're comparing two Reba things... Like, this movie is, like, so much worse than the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, the show is, like, uh, and uh, the show looks like Oscar-worthy cinema, you know, by comparison <laughs> to this movie. And it's, like, I think the reasons why are really interesting. You I know mean, what I mean? I thought it, I think it's an interesting thing to think about of, like, I, to certain people, I would sound like a crazy person being, like, yeah, well, this, you, you, you know. You're not going to sound crazy. Tell it to us. Yeah, well, just to be, like, <laughs> exactly. Like, you guys... Exactly. Anybody listening to this legitimately is crazy. So, <laughs> but I don't know. The like to just be like, yeah, that Reba Hallmark or Lifetime yeah, movie is bad. Yeah. People would be like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I obviously because Lifetime <laughs> yeah. movies are bad, you know. And um, and then to be to differentiate so strongly of like, unlike the Reba show, which is really good, <laughs> and because people would be like, aren't they? both just like corny silly stuff that's not actually funny and it's like uh like it, it makes me confront that the answer to that is no like no like it makes me it makes not. me realize They're... how good reba the show is can, by can comparison like this that's what bad tv yeah. is that movie can i ask something uh do you guys like like bad movies do you like b movies that that sort of thing I think, see, the thing is, I feel like I do, you know, and I actually would say that I have a f some degree of fluency in this particular subgenre, you know, <laughs> the Hallmark Lifetime Christmas movie. Oh, sure. Because, like, I, I had cable for the first time, uh, I guess, la two Christmases ago, whatever, and so I was kind of like, oh, this is wild, I can finally, like, see what this thing is about, you know what I mean? Um... And so I watched some of them and I was like, whoa, this is really wild. And I do think that at their best, I can understand why the formula is so satisfying for people. You know what I mean? I would not say this is the best of that subgenre. But what what were your guys' like initial takeaways? Johnny and I, I kind of like spoiled the, the thing for Johnny and I. But, but what did you guys think? So I'll say since this is Reba Watchables, it's watchable. Like, that's yeah. where I start with it. <laughs> okay. It's like, that's we, fair. this is watchable. I am also not necessarily, like, a, life. I respect the Lifetime movie genre. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with it. Like, it's not like I have my favorites that I watch every year or anything like no, that. No, yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm like, I love a good t made-for-TV movie. Like, I'm always available mm -hmm. for that. Uh, so I'll say watchable. Like, I'm like... I would recommend this to people who are like, I want to unplug my brain and like sure. feel the Christmas spirit. I'm like, Reba's there for you. But I also <laughs> think um, overall, I kind of was waiting for something else to happen in the movie. Sure. <laughs> right. Like I was like very invested, but I was also like, when are we going to like do something? I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I definitely, it's telling that like, you know, we'll do it in a second, but like, 
we usually have one of us or Nat- usually Natalie like do a quick synopsis of the episode. Yeah. And it's it's crazy that like it it would the synopsis of this movie is going to be shorter than the 22 minute well, episode. Hey, there's some there's some story beats that get really detailed that uh, <laughs> we really need to make sure that we hit on. Um, Casey was more invested than me, I think. He was already like we were getting set up to uh like call you all for this podcast and he was re-watching it is what i'll say oh my God. <laughs> that is true yeah, commitment did, and we respect it and appreciate it did you guys watch with the director's commentary or no because <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty I revealing mean, yeah the, yeah the extended version okay so casey what was your what was your take now that you're like thoroughly immersed in the christmas in tune universe <laughs> Uh, I do. I love Lifetime movies. I love that Rob right. Lowe Lifetime movie. Like there, there was a time. Maybe Wait, which years one? Ago. Yeah, it was Christmas shoes. Oh, it was not a Christmas one. It was a. Oh, uh, Just, I was about to get so hype. It's, it's like a true crime one. Oh, he's Drew Peterson. Is who he is. Oh my god. <laughs> so That's different. I remember than this. I remember getting into Lifetime movies like that, um, and I also just love bad movies. Like, um, I mm. love The Room, uh, the Tommy Wiseau okay. movie. Got it. Sure. And this movie is, uh, I say every movie is The Room, and this is a perfect one. Um, it's it's <laughs> cut to people talking, and then a cut to somebody laughing, and then yeah. uh, <laughs> not much plot along the way. Uh, everybody's just talking like we know how successful and great you are like you're so <laughs> awesome at country music um, so so I love movies like this and I agree Laura that this is uh, Reba watchable <laughs> wow a new rating system courtesy of our guests we weren't even <laughs> expecting to have that but I think it's gonna prove really useful in the future thank you you guys we're just gonna steal that we can, we can add your little copy mark. Copy mark? What am I saying? Copyright? <laughs> like, attach yeah. it. <laughs> Trademark. Copy mark. Whatever. <laughs> but, okay. So, we'll do a little super quick synopsis. I mean, anybody who's seen a Lifetime or Hallmark or whatever Christmas movie knows how these things go. Reba is playing Reba, more or less, except her name is Georgia. <laughs> um, she used to be in a very popular country duet group duo um with her then husband whose name was joe 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 winter right yeah winter their last name is winter because it's It's happening when they say (laughs) it is happening in the winter joe christmas time time. uh it it is joe because it makes it weird when they say georgia and joe because it's right like too close to george jones i gotta say it (laughs) it's the same phonetic structure yeah no they didn't they didn't do a good job with the name picking but whatever um they they had this duo they were incredibly successful they were married they had a daughter but then you know georgia wanted to go solo they had this falling out whatever their daughter runs a kind of PR know, confusing PR agency. She's like basically she, a freelance public relations. She, sure. I mean, she's I'll the type of freelancer. She's the type of freelancer. As a freelancer, I feel like I can say this, who's like very into owning a business. Yeah, no, yeah. she's definitely like, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, right. she, you go to her LinkedIn, she's like posting little tidbits about how she's successful or whatever. She loves it. Um, yeah, she absolutely would be obsessed with LinkedIn. That's how she got connected to the army, who's her, her biggest client. Client, comma, the army. 
exactly. <laughs> it's like, I think like the army thing honestly was probably the biggest hurdle for me to be fully on board with the movie. If it was about anything else at all, I probably would be able to be like, yeah, the Navy. The Navy yeah. The Air Force. I mean, if the there Air were Force. planes, like planes, I would be invested, but just the army, come on now. I mean, it made it more funny though. I mean, it, it made, it, it, made it a little bit more gross, but it made it a little more funny, too, because, like, instead of ever personalizing the cause... They just said the It troops. was always ever the troops, <laughs> which we, I think we're going to touch on quite a bit. There's, yeah. There were some very oh, yeah. funny lines that had the word troops in them, but... All right, I'm sorry, go on. Okay. Anyway, uh, her daughter gets this, ar- you know, the army is her new client, whatever, which doesn't make any sense. They have some annual fundraiser called the Snowball because, of course, it's around Christmas. And her client, like, somewhat confusingly, like, finds out that she's the daughter of these two famous country stars. And, like, the general insists that, like, the country stars reunite for the fundraiser, which is, like, not even remotely in the realm of, like, what PR people are, like, supposed to do. And he's like, we can't have the fundraiser unless we have your parents, like, reunite for the first time in 15 or 20 years or whatever. Probably the most, like, clear plot-developing moment of the entire movie, possibly the only one, is when she says, like, so if I don't get my parents back together to perform... (laughs) I'm fired. And he says, like, I'm, I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> He's like, yes. that's the stakes, yeah. Like, he's, he's just like, like, and it was also funny because he didn't even say, like, you'll get fired. He was just like, the army probably won't hire you again in the future. And it's like, The army Whoa. is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if you know what the army does, but I don't think you want to upset them. <laughs> But anyway, so while like their daughter, whose name I have forgot, what's her name? Uh, Bell. It's Bell. 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 Oh my god! Obviously, like Christmas Bell. Sorry. At the beginning of the movie, yeah. At the beginning of the movie, it's Bell. But as you progress through the film, more syllables are added to the middle of the name. (laughs) Yeah. Reba can really really drag it out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's also like the debate of is her name Bell because Christmas bells. Or is it Belle because, like, every non-celebrity Lifetime movie actor looks like the knockoff of a famous person, and she's clearly, like, the Kristen Bell. She's clearly Kristen Bell. And so the directors were like, um, hey, uh, Kristen Bell, can you go, oh, shit, uh, no, that's, like, my, uh, client's name. Johnny just lost his headphones. He got so excited. I lost my headphones on that hilarious joke. I know that you guys love the replacement um, actors that like everybody in Reba sort of looks like the replacement of somebody that yeah. right. in the past. Um, she's like greater value, Kristen Bell. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but okay, and so more or less, they like that premise is set up, and kind of as you guys already addressed, it it, it basically just plays out. Like, there's, from that moment on, no scene happens that you don't think is the next scene. Yeah. Oh, and her and her name is Belle, too, because they, they wrote the song Belle. Mm-hmm. Like they wrote, That's true. Christmas, like, Christmas Belle. Uh, but who knows which came first, the song or the kid? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought there was a moment in the movie where they talked about that. I think that the, 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 the this, 
this guy, Trevor, who... No, Troy. Troy. <laughs> the army guy. Troy. The representative okay. of the army. He's an army <laughs> ranger. Troy like, Garrison. Troy <laughs> Garrison, who is... Who is, Troy Garrison. I guess you could call the army's liaison to public relations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He just follows her around the entire movie for no reason. Well, he for the reason iPad, that he's deeply so. in love with her. <laughs> yeah, so. His yeah. iPad figures so I th- prominently. I think that they share that iPad. I think that they, like, went in on it together. <laughs> but he walks, he walks around with his friend Kevin Battalion. And then the <laughs> regiment shows up, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but anyway, like Johnny's saying, everything happens. It's totally what you would expect. Oh my god, will they or won't they pull off the reunion? Surprise, they do, and they fall back in love in the process. The daughter, Belle, like, falls in love with the army guy who doesn't do anything besides, like, stand around and look pretty stupid. Um, but they find love together, and it all happens on Christmas Eve at the snowball, and everybody's happy, and they sing Christmas songs, and that's the end of the movie. That's pretty much it, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of... There's a lot of, like, all of the moments... I mean, like, you compared this to The Room, like... They're the sort of things, like, if you take Troy and Belle, <laughs> you know that he's into her, and you know that she's into... And well, obviously they... a movie is going to have these things where it's like, hey, let's let's signify, like, let's show the audience that they literally have they a like scene each other. where Reba walks in on them making out. Like, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> a scene in the room where they're like, whoa! Um, every movie is the room. I think my, my grand theory is that Tommy Wiseau is actually correct in summarizing American cinema. Like, this is what it is. But he was just right. watching interesting things. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like the pe- all of us making fun of him were not watching the right things like he he had he was following a pretty basic formula and and this is within that lineage i guess <laughs> so what to you guys were some of your i mean i know we talked about how it's just a long plateau of like of highs but um what were some of your favorite moments hey, well, give me let's say excluding reba give us yeah. your favorite character uh, okay, great. Easy. My favorite characters, excluding Reba, were the East Nashville Americana duo who does the weird Jingle Bells cover. <laughs> uh, they they do like, uh, it's not even really acoustic. They're just sort of like, I I can't even explain it. It's like supposed to be like, um, I guess, yeah. it's hip. I mean, it. I thought it was cool. That's why I like them. They were my favorite. Um, and to pre- explain to the like to anyone who didn't watch this movie, this was a couple who auditioned at Joe's, at Joe's bar. bar to like get a paying gig at that yes. bar. And, and he even like, admits that they're bad. He, yeah, as he, <laughs> as he tells it, like they're not any good, but they're young and they're in love. So you know, why don't we give them a shot? And it's like, all right, well, I mean, your audience probably wants them to be good. I don't, I don't yeah, know what the. It's not convincing that he's like a good programmer of this whatever show <laughs> that is or bar or anything. I'm like, sounds bad. Um, I also <laughs> recognized his bar as I believe that's Mercy Lounge in Nashville. It is. Um, which wow. I recognize because that's a place Casey has played, but that's also a place where Casey has 
slammed a drink on the ground accidentally and in front of the bar that uh is covered with georgia and joe fake posters <laughs> i was like wow. i've been there i've stood there i had a That's... i had a stumble and it just it came right out of my hands and it just smashed all over the ground casey uh, i mean did you know that joe winters owned that place <laughs> when you did that because you well, might have blown like a huge opportunity I know. Well, uh, that's why I never made it in the music biz. So I, had to, I had to resort to podcasts and and the radio um, because I dropped my drink in front of Joe. <laughs> and on that note, I think uh, he's he's my favorite. Uh, he's my favorite character because um, John Schneider, the actor, is a fascinating right. figure. <laughs> um, did you guys watch Smallville? Like I was, uh, Smallville mm-hmm, was a cool no. show for a dork growing up. <laughs> I never watched it. So he's, people loved. He it. I think my Small... sister watched. He's so Superman's dad. He's Whoa. Superman's dad, and he's in the Dukes of Hazard. He's one of the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, um, I knew that. But uh, recently, he's been in some wonderful bad movies um, <laughs> that he has produced himself, I believe. He's oh a God. filmmaker, yeah. <laughs> Capital S. As well as a bar owner of Joe's Microbrew. Yeah. Not Joe's Microbrewery. <laughs> Microbrew only, yeah. That was yeah. interesting. But I, I did appreciate that he gave the uh, the alternate music there a chance. That's uh, the Americana energy was radiating from sure. those two mm-hmm. people singing Jingle Bells. <laughs> And it was very funny, too, when, like, it, it, at this point, it had already been established that Reba, Georgia, and Joe had, were massively successful years ago. And when okay, that young couple... Okay, but not tell. Like, where are the flashbacks? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. True. Oh, I'm you like, are, I yeah. You're talking to the wrong that. movie. I'm like, get Reba in a wig. Like, I'm like, where are we? Like, I need right. rhinestones. Like, I'm like, we can... Exactly. Yeah. They, they talk about how, like, their marriage alleg- allegedly broke up with that, like, award show drama. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, show me. Give us a flashback. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, that would have been awesome. Like, as if it's hard to, like, get Reba to perform or find <laughs> yeah. footage of her it's performing. Uh, there's only decades of it. But, like, I also loved that when, when that young couple you're talking about finds out that they they booked it and they go to thank him they say that they listened to to georgia and joe growing up and they kind of i mean i don't think they're very good actors they just kind of like they just speak in the same tone the whole time despite supposedly being very excited and they're just like yeah i mean if we get a little bit of you know just a little bit of the success that you and uh georgia had that would be great it's like, yeah, yeah, no yeah, shit. They're really famous. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That'd be good. Like, oh, I mean, thanks for booking us. Like, you know what else would be cool is like getting really famous. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, I think you made a real good call, Joe. They and, did and say that... Reba had Go ahead, six. Laura. I was gonna say just like quick, you know, fame check since they didn't necessarily elaborate. Um, Reba, they did say in the movie that Georgia had 16 Grammy nominations and I run <laughs> or like I ran the numbers and uh, Reba also has 16. Whoa. That's a so, good find. Also, if you want to know whether Reba has egotted yet, we uh, it's it's complicated. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like if we're talking about award show drama, because I was like awards, I was thinking about Reba as like a 
consummate iconic entertainer because i was like mm-hmm. so moved by this movie and um, <laughs> i was like surely like she's done other work that would because i know she did the um annie get your gun on yeah, Broadway, yeah, yeah. and i was like surely she won a tony but she didn't even though no, like they, they made a tony especially for reba because they but were they like we can't give reba her. a tony like Basically, they made a new Tony. She performed that role. This is Reba Lore. And sorry, my cat is like <laughs> slamming a door right now. If you can hear that, I'm sorry. Um, no, she we, performed. We can't hear it. Great. She's scratching now. Uh, she performed <laughs> Annie Get Your Gun in like 2001, actually right before the TV show. Oh, she I. Was, we, we know. <laughs> I know. Okay, great. Okay. So you're right before 9-11, as you know, many listeners will know. <laughs> right. Um, we'll get to the 9-11 tie-in for this movie later. But <laughs> the uh, she performed it right after I guess Bernadette Peters like left that role or something. I don't know that uh. I don't understand. I'm not I'll say this, not a theater person. Like I love theater, but I'm I I'm not a I can't speak from an authoritative place. All that sure. to say, then in two thousand five they made a new Tony category gory that was like best uh basically like if you took over a role and you like <laughs> i need to Did know well. that i don't know if the you're correct if wording. you're reba mcintyre the whole uh, the whole award was basically like if you're reba mcintyre they were like, reba really was great, so fantastic <laughs> reba was so fantastic we had no way to honor her and now as the tonys we have created this new category but then i'm like reba's not going to do that again like she's not right, just right. gonna come back. So you it was like correction ago. for like having not had a category for Reba, basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Best Reba. So that sort of counts. That's in her my impact. Heart. Yeah. Hashtag her impact. Georgia Winter. Just... Not sure like if she had any like filmography or stage work, <laughs> but um, but she definitely had the Grammy Grammy cred there. Yeah. That is yes. a very good good note for yeah. those people keeping track at home and, also, and us. Also, uh, uh, this whole thing feels very Nashville, the show, like the uh, <laughs> the Connie yes. Britton show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But without like all the interesting young people, like the the <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. The you, it's like Connie Britton, but like with like, the army. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's like the it's like the youth are represented by the troops. Yeah, and they even have like the the guy at the beginning where uh, uh, Joe is like playing the guy's wedding is like the most knockoff Powers Booth guy I've ever seen. <laughs> it's all perfectly Nashville, um, which I will say John Schneider should have been replaced by Charles Eston. He would have crushed wow. this. That's I'm our main say, note, I think. I can totally see that. I feel like he... I like John Schneider. I liked him, though. I thought he was kind of, like, convincing, like, sad old guy. I don't know if Charles Eston could, like, be that sad. You, you know? needed to be, like, I really a little, like, like, devastated, like, when you saw exactly. him. Exactly. He just needed like, to be a little, oh, like, no. like, sort of existentially, like, let down by everything, mm-hmm. you know? And John Schneider did convey that, I think, for me. Okay, I mean, so he also made casting. songwriting look incredibly <laughs> easy. Oh, yes. So cool. It's just like I imagine him at the like at the grocery store and hearing somebody, and he's like, "Wait, say that again." Yeah, he's, he's just like, writing his little notepad. He's at like the Whole Foods hot bar, being like, "Love this, got my moleskin." Out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "One more Grammy for old Joe." He's like, 
He doesn't have any Grammys. Let's not kid ourselves. Didn't he? Like, oh no, he did have one for, or he got nominated for Song of the Year for yeah. something he did for Dolly. One name only. Okay, yeah. noted. We get it. Oh, also, yeah, they did. We, a... Casey and Miranda also got named. Oh, right. Yeah, they, it's true. It was very like I don't know. Should I call Casey and Miranda? <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, not on the short list. I'll say it. Yeah. That's true. Wow. Yeah, that's a point. I mean, I feel like they're was a sort of confusingly made point to like be hashtag inclusive and hashtag diverse you know in this movie i guess in the way that most lifetime and hallmark movies are in kind of a perfunctory way you know so maybe like carrie being kind of representative of a more conservative side of nashville they're like no like casey she's cool you know i feel like that's giving them way too much credit for a movie that cast john schneider but um that's true that's (laughs) true i think maybe they like and it was also like army propaganda maybe more don't don't look at his youtube channel (laughs) yeah that that's that's is he super maga Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess I could have guessed that, but that's Casey showed so... me um a trailer of a movie he produced called oh, Christmas no. Cars. It's also a Christmas movie. <laughs> Christmas Cars? So... No, it is not called Christmas Cars. Okay, okay. We need to take a quick we need to take a quick detour here because yes, John Schneider, one of his previous films, like the last one he was in, well, he was in a movie about Roe v. Wade, which we're going to ignore oh, and God. just skip over. Uh, he made a movie called Christmas Cars that feels a lot like this movie because Reba is playing a fictionalized version of herself, right? And in Wait, Christmas Cars... No, no Reba isn't in... No, Reba is not in Christmas no. Cars. Okay, no, I almost no, like Reba, passed out. Okay. Reba is not in Christmas Cars. But in, in this film, uh, in right. Christmas in Tune, she's sort of a fake Reba. Sure. And yeah, yeah. In, in Christmas Cars, John Schneider is a fake John Schneider who was in Duke okay. Hazard and drove the car with the okay. thing on top of it. Um, right. But now he's starting to get a... Uh, it canceled for the car. Oh my god, that is actually what... What? That's what happens in the movie? It, yes. yes, yeah. So, it's a cancel culture <laughs> commentary. Uh, wow. A quote from the trailer that I have just, like, in my notes here is, symbols don't hurt people, people hurt people. Oh my Which, god. like, wow. So, you know? So it's like a war on Christmas movie, basically. A war on everything. Yeah. But with extra Confederate flags in it. Yeah. Yes. Like keep the Christ and Christmas energy for sure. Wow. War on Christmas and cancel culture. Yeah. That is wild. I am so glad. Thank you guys for doing this much background. I would have had no idea because I, I mean, we like looked at his Wikipedia, like the first sentence and we were like, okay, sure. (laughs) Whatever. You know, like did not dig super deep. It's a pretty crazy one. He's, um, it, He's got his own independent film thing. He's, um, Laura, I know he's pretty close to us. Like, I, he's, what? he's close enough to be going to, like, in weird bars in, like, East Tennessee, I want to say. Like, he's, oh. uh, <laughs> he's just out here doing his thing. I will say that Do does not explain why his character in the movie, this is a disturbing scene for me, makes bourbon covered refrigerator leftovers for lunch. Like, yes. He, he <laughs> finds stuff in the refrigerator and just is like, and will. Just douse it in bourbon and like we are good. That's right. Life. And the, and Troy is like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah. He's like, he like names like up. two ingredients. He's like, I got some chicken. I got some onion. All right. I mean, that's pretty. I think this will do. 
And then he just, like, gets the bourbon and starts Also, it's, like, her whole bit was, like, oh, let's get takeout. Like, I never cook, whatever. Like, how long has that chicken been in there was my question. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's, like, (laughs) and he even goes in there and is, like, this is disgusting and so nasty. But I'm sure if I put bourbon on it, like, we will all be eating it together. Right. That's how we cook in Tennessee, actually. (laughs) Just in case a weird army guy and your producer (laughs) decide that they want food which like okay we've talked about how uh trevor troy 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 battalion Troy (laughs) he's there he's kind of like apparently has no other duties in the army but to make this fundraiser happen event plan another thing yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) the the other thing that we haven't talked about is the the character we haven't talked about is the producer duke who, oh, he, is carrying, he is carrying this thing on his back. Yes. This would not happen is, without him. It's it's also very unclear of like so he's just sort of producing this performance like pro bono because it's a charity event and it's also his role is seemingly unnecessary. Like he doesn't they need a band. I mean it's sort of Oh yeah, necessary. he's he's the musical director. He's yeah. the musical director. He's honestly of... essential because none of these people are getting anything done without him. Well, right. He <laughs> He's proved to be essential. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, he is, the whole time you just see the look on the actor's face, like, what have I done wrong? I mean, but, Johnny pointed but, okay, out. So like, we have, like, a, another, this this guy, the actor who plays him, whose name I have forgotten, um, is... He's in the Five Bloods, but like Spike, the latest Spike, Spike Lee, Lee movie. He plays oh. one of the titular blood. Uh, <laughs> he's he, like a main character. Yeah, he's like one of the five characters. Like, and he plays this like you know Vietnam veteran who goes back to Vietnam to bury to his friend basically. And, and now he's in Christmas in two. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. This man is cashing checks. I respect. Yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, and it's just like that was. 2020 you yeah know? It, and that movie was not some kind of like dud like it was pretty uh like i think universally everyone said the performances were great in that movie and he's just like that movie probably hadn't even come out and he was already he'd already signed on oh to yeah this. uh his name is norm, norm lewis. lewis yeah yeah he plays eddie in and i like Bus. i recognized him too because i feel like i've seen him in kind of like random bit parts in a lot of different shows that i've watched you know and i was like oh i recognize that guy um but yeah he's out here doing the living the lifetime christmas movie life yeah i, I mean he's wearing like, really overtly flamboyant paisley, vests that would be <laughs> We love a Paisley moment. I will say he seems like a good producer. Like I would trust him to put the show on, but the I the waveform in the studio on the screen never changes. He does not know his way around. Yeah, he does not know his way around a mixing desk. Uh... I mean, it's he's always like every scene he's like kind of like fiddling with it a little mm. bit. Like when nothing's happening, you know, he's just kind of like do 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 do. He's like a, he's like a bad festival DJ, just like twiddling knobs up there. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's the scene where where Belle comes to ask Reba to do this show, and she comes into the studio where she's like supposedly working with with uh, Duke. Duke on also on like, the upcoming project. Okay, his name is Duke. Like, let's relax. Yeah. Lifetime. <laughs> and and she, he says like, 
I'll let you guys catch up. I'll go in the house. And it's like, they well, why would the, the producer leave the studio, <laughs> go into the artist's house, so he that the artist and her daughter... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's kind of like, all right, I'm going to... The, quote, green stuff in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... He's, he's kind of just along for the ride. I clearly... Him and Reba, or him and Georgia, have made some money together, and yeah. he's kind of like, "Hey, you know, this is, this my is a very cow. like, yeah. you know, this. I mean, we've talked about this in Reba, but this is like, he he serves a, a, a he, he kind of discreetly serves a like white people be crazy role. That's true. In this. <laughs> is that the same? Well, he, he's thing? there just to be frustrated by them. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, he's like he's the there to roll his eyes and like, smile. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there really is no one else that serves that role in the entire, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, Troy doesn't say a word except for, like, I love you in (laughs) 10,000 different ways. Laura, what were you going to say? I was going to say, is that the same scene where Belle tells her mom, Georgia, I guess I'll just tell the United States of America you're not interested? That is the same scene. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure. Uh, is, I feel like that's where they really establish the stakes. Like it's the entire country and the entire country's armed forces that are. It's just like it's funny because Johnny and I both like write about sports, you know. And I feel like in in the sports world, like doing things for the troops is like kind of a meme, you know, because there's so much like performative, yeah. like paid patriotism, whatever, you know, involved in professional sports and college sports. Um, and so it's like, yeah, 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 the troops, you know, it's just kind of like a bit that people do at this point, but I, I haven't really encountered it as much like in music. I mean, I know it ex- it's a thing in music for sure, but it's just like funny to see it in this context to have them literally saying the troops. Like when Reba's like, well, I wasn't doing it for you. I was doing it for the troops or whatever. Right. <laughs> Well, and, and like usually you would get that where it's like and now i'm gonna go on a uso tour like right I'm gonna say hi but now they're the troops are like if operation snow concert doesn't happen yeah, like, exactly. they're gonna have to call in uh a, yeah. the rank and file to like overtake belmont university like <laughs> i also want to stress i want to stress too he is an army ranger like his I don't even know what an cash. army ranger is. Okay, what is that? Like, I, I why do I know this? I'm I'm pro- I'm gonna get it wrong. All I know is that army rangers, like, there's like the special um, categorizations in the army. We are. This is the most any of us have ever cared about this. But there's like the green berets, <laughs> right? Which is like a lot of training and like specialized right. stuff. It's sort of like Navy SEALs. Army okay. rangers are like Navy SEALs. It's like Whoa. one of the highest, like most extreme ranks. So army rangers are the like, ones that go out and plan sure. the concerts with. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. Like the it's fact deeply that dangerous. It could go south at any moment. It's true. Like who knows what Reba's about to do? And like he talks uh, Troy Garrison, Trevor, or, depending Troy or Trevor, like depending on right. what you want to call him. <laughs> Troy parentheses Trevor. <laughs> right. It's interchangeable. Um, he does talk about his uh, deployment to the Arctic Circle at one point. Yeah, that, that was so random. Funny. <laughs> I, I clearly, like, Russia is going to invade any moment. But, like, also Santa, like, we're, he's on the NORAD tracker or something. Um, right. But I think uh, that, like, specifically prepared him for this event planning. 
I don't know right. why he's worried about like a photo shoot though. Like I'm like, why are you there for that? But yeah, no, there are so many scenes in which it's like he's not doing anything and it's like you also the general realistically yeah, like okay. what is this general do? Also, okay, okay, we're okay, dancing wait, around around the, gen- yes. the general's a fan. He's a country music fan. You yeah, can't right. shame him no, for that. When the general gets a picture of himself he's, with Reva and he says, I'm going to send it to the troops. Right. <laughs> he's he's on a group text <laughs> with all of the troops. All of the troops. <laughs> And the troops, every member of the troops are like, ah, the general sent another, like, video of Reba. <laughs> and he says, he says, don't worry, this is on an encrypted phone. Right. <laughs> which, which, for, for national natives, um, we've had some local officials have some trouble with their work cell phones lately. Oh, so this really? is not something to be joked about. Okay, years this ago. This is not something but... to be <laughs> I will It was say... a quiet nod to that. <laughs> I will say too, like, I recognize that this is basically like army propaganda. Again, having worked yeah. in country music, the same sure. way you all working in sports, you're like, that's just part of it, and I just have to like pretend it's not happening, um, let it wash over you, sort of thing. But um, if this really is propaganda for the army, I'm like, why are they planning events? Like, I'm like, I exactly I don't, I don't no, I'm taking selfies with Reba. Like, I'm like, yeah. Aren't y'all busy? Like, I'm like, what no, are you doing here? Exactly. And, like, from the very beginning, it's like, if this is supposed to be, like, yes, we must support the troops, it's like, maybe don't paint the general as someone so irrational like, that he's, like, not going to hire a publicist because she doesn't reunite two country stars for a fundraiser, you know? I will, like, I will, say, I will say that if I became a high-ranking member of the United States Army, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah. I would be like, the Gaslight Anthem has to get back together right now. <laughs> I, I would start doing that, and I think the power would go to my head. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it is a very strange depiction of the Army, in that, like, so... Let's take Troy, for example. His complete lack of charisma. <laughs> is that because he's a horrible actor? Or is that... Troy, Troy or Regiment? Re- <laughs> Troy Regiment. Trevor Battalion? Trevor... I mean, his only lines are, like, army puns. He's like, let me deploy the ornaments or whatever. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh my god, Yeah. And just, like, being... It's, it's like the same cute line to bell rephrased over and over again in a way that's like my guy like you're this has become creepy like you have to go to the well, there's also the here. moment where he just looks at her and he's like beautiful <laughs> <laughs> disturbing also, this, uh we are working with a woman director a woman directed this hey. And um, Melissa Joan Hart was the executive. Yeah, we saw I am choosing yeah. to believe that Trevor Troy Battalion Garrison um, <laughs> was just, he's just like a himbo there to like serve yeah, yeah. for Belle's character development. Right. Like, he looks like else? a little G.I. Joe. Like he's, per- he's yeah, perfect. He yeah, exactly. He's I mean, just it's, there it's... to serve a one note purpose. To love well, It's so music. funny be- I, well, I think that there was a point where I was like, he, sir, he, there was a point early in this film where I was like, is he supposed to be us? Because he never says anything. Like, Reba just says something, like, Reba just like, or Belle, like, 
just vomit out like exposition of like yeah it was 1974 and they were supposed to go to the grammys i was one years old and they he decided he thought that like she was holding him back and just like a bunch of stuff or like they argue with each other like somebody in the family argues and <laughs> and troy is just standing there like smiling <laughs> and like looking like oh that's really funny when like they argue like this and he's like that's why called, are you here my dude like go diplomacy. back to the base yeah, that's, that's, that's Captain Picard up here. That's that's how he handles it. <laughs> that's what the army's for. Just standing there. That's and the most army thing he does, best. actually. I think. Yeah, that's like, true. If the army handled more disputes between country music stars, I'd be more into them. I think. <laughs> yeah, if they like true. actually got stuff handled, I'd be like, if you can fix some of these, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean. Why start with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict when you can just like heal some feuds and country None of music? Our get, get those practice None of our reps business. in. We gotta save yeah. to the the home front here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you've got hundreds of these. Like the the Joe Georgia thing is very complicated. All right, there's like bad guys on both sides. I need to send a SWAT team to find Bobby Gentry and say, you need to yeah, exactly. record another album. Like find her, deliver her to us. Get they, her in the studio. They sent out a bat signal to her in this movie, though, because when they get on stage, so there is, like, there's the big reunion, right? Like, where Joe and Georgia mm-hmm. get together for the actual concert, like, for hashtag the troops. But right. there's also Snow the book. one at Joe's Micro Brew, where um, <laughs> yes, they the get dry up run. on the stage. Right, the dry run, and they're accompanied by my favorite characters, the bad acoustic duo. And, um... <laughs> Well John Schneider's character Joe keeps saying fancy meeting you here like he keeps saying fancy like with like it's like bold italicized I'm like you're <laughs> fancy like we get it like that's a little heavy handed part of me wonders if that's not like for people who don't totally place Reba like perhaps mm. I could have been on like that path in my life <laughs> where yeah. I'm like if I had never like you know like gone to nashville and like learn these things i'm like what if i like never really got reba and i was like how do i know her like i know she's i'm she's familiar and then they're like fancy, fancy meeting you fancy. here <laughs> uh, okay i have to ask you guys this because i know you're sports fans and i'm a sports fan i'm a phoenix suns fan um okay, okay. Uh, ride or die uh Bobby Gentry straight, was a <laughs> yeah they're setting you. a new record thank you soon maybe Soon, maybe. Uh, yeah, Golden State tomorrow night. Uh, Bobby Are Gentry, you going to say that Frank Kaminsky is in this movie? <laughs> He's out. Devin He's out Booker for the year. Is but... in the background. <laughs> I wish. I wish he was. Bobby Gentry, though, was a part owner of the Phoenix Suns. Oh right. Before, yeah. I did not. Before writing that. Fancy, uh, and then handing it off to Reba McIntyre later. She. That's crazy. Yeah, I forgot about that. But I like those are the sorts of things I forget about regularly. But Charlie Pride co-owned the Texas Rangers for a time. You know, he was a minority. It's crazy that the the, the Rangers went from Charlie Pride to George W. Bush, (laughs) and the Suns went from Bobby Gentry to uh, Robert Sarver. Robert Sarver, (laughs) huge steps down. (laughs) How the mighty have fallen. But yeah, no, good Bobby Gentry uh, diversion in the pod. I, I'm happy about that. Um, 
I know we've already kept you for for a while now. Just so much material, you know, like we said. Are there anything, any other aspects of this movie that you think we need to discuss? I'm going to do like a rapid fire if that's good. Just like yes. Okay, great. Uh, first of all, when Reba's at the bar after the scene I just mentioned where they do the dry run, she gets a way <laughs> smaller beer glass. The beer. <laughs> what is that about? It's way smaller. And then what kind of, it, it's also very funny how it's just like, he owns a microbrew. They, they just Reba Reeve, but they no, just no, no, call no, it a microbrew. No, it's a microbrew. All right. Maybe in, in the universe of this movie, which yeah, okay, name I whatever, forgot. Whatever. Uh, but, and then, and it's like so unnecessary to add in that he, it's like clearly supposed to make him like more of like cool hipster Nashville guy somehow. Mm. But she takes the tiniest sip. And goes, Joe, that's really good. Oh, that's so good. He doesn't even bring his own beer to the the ornament deployment party. Like when they're decorating. <laughs> he brings Ridiculous. Southern Wit. He brings Southern Wit, which I appreciate as a Nashvillian. I'm like, that's a good beer. But I'm like, shouldn't you have your own? Okay, so Reba has a smaller beer glass. Um, They do the magic eight ball scene. That's another oh, situation. Hilarious. In also, a toy they store. commit they commit an original scene, uh, original sin by having the magic eight ball in the movie, but you don't get the magic eight ball shot. We Show all me. know. Yes, that. Yeah. no, that's Show true. Come on, me. Show it to me. Also, when Take she shakes times. it, when she shakes it, she's holding it with the bottom up. That's not how you do a magic eight ball. You shake oh, it and then that. you turn it over. <laughs> anyway, she's sorry. a mess. Also, so, they weren't asking like. Yes or no Okay, questions. we're interrupting Laura. They were like, what time will Trevor Garrison... Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I will say, too, um, throughout the film, I noticed a lot of good Photoshop moments. Like, as a Divas fan, which I mentioned earlier, I always love when Divas, like, for example, Cher, Barbra Streisand, uh, Madonna. We don't have to talk about Madonna. Cher. But, like... Um, Cher? Whenever they're in movies, they have to like integrate like these iconic photos of like divas into like normal (laughs) family photos. So you're seeing like Reba, like completely Reba'd out in like the 80s, being like posing with a fake child. I loved that. Um, yeah, that was great. Some of them were reused from the sitcom. We noticed that one of the photos was definitely from the Reba sitcom. It was a sitcom I missed that. It was on the wall in the uh, Christmas tree scene where they're all decorating before uh, Troy is like, the army wants us to carol. Cause the army <laughs> wants to carol. This is why, this is why you got to watch what? the director's commentary. <laughs> it would be so, like, when you're saying that, I'm picturing, I'm picturing the photo and, like, Van is in it. <laughs> Van is like his face is now shopped out as like John Schneider, but it's like Van's body. It's legitimately. Um, I, also, I was dying for Van to show up in this film. Van could have saved it, really. It, he, yeah. he probably could have, yeah. The last thing I'm going to say is that I really loved when Reba confidently used Spotify. Um, don't know oh, if you guys yeah. noticed yeah. that, but it was, oh, yeah. some, and it was like the entire screen was occupied by like the Spotify <laughs> interface. Yes, it was like ever seen this before, and I was like, oh my gosh, Casey, like how long do you think it took Reba to like click through those? Like how long did they have to coach her? And he's like, that's a hundred percent. Like they just subbed in the screens later. She's just slamming on the phone, and I was like, that's so. True. <laughs> so. 
I mean, she does have a Spotify podcast, so she's in business. This is true. The... That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will and say she when, uploads I it herself. <laughs> when I mentioned to people that I was like, I'm because I have been bragging about this a little bit because I'm very hey. thrilled about this. I've been like, I'm going to be on a a Reba podcast, and the people are like, Reba's Reba. podcast, and I'm like, No, 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 a Reba podcast. So, um, I feel like you guys will at least be like. If you search Reba on podcast stuff, it'll be like Reba's podcast. Number two, Reba Watchables. Like it works in your favor that she has a podcast right now. No, definitely. I mean, I think like we're kind of accruing our various like degrees of separation to Reba. Like you've met her, you know, so that's like one thing. Like I did. I've not met her. Like I've like been in her presence. You're her best friend. It's fine. Like we, we get it. Um, and I, like, I did this podcast with Spotify, and, like, the producers of the podcast also produced Reba's podcast, so they, like, talk to Reba, so that's another, like, you know, very few degrees of separation. Your baker number there. is, like, narrowing in, then. Exactly. <laughs> You're so, at, like, and I was in Little Rascals with her. <laughs> there you go. But, but yeah, soon, you know, probably season four or five of Reba Watchables, like maybe Reba will be a guest or oh, maybe absolutely. by our last episode, you know, yeah. we're, we're thinking big here. Um, awesome. Casey, any, any parting thoughts? Any rapid fire observations? What, I mean, uh, you had me thinking about the candles that were, Oh yeah, that's I mean, true. there were 10,000 candles. There were so candles. many candles. <laughs> And they all went to bed with all the candles burning. Reba woke up in her bedroom and there were a million candles lit. And, <laughs> and they're, and they're very. They were like writing a song loudly, too. Okay. <laughs> like. So loud. So loud. Well, so a lot, a lot like the Beatles documentary that came out around Thanksgiving, I love that this movie, you really get to see the creative process. You get to see the seed of an idea. And then it really blossoms into something that's going to change the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, some of my favorite things about the uh, the back half of the movie, um, I love the weird public apology at the end. There's nothing worse <laughs> than a public proposal than a public apology. He, yeah, like, that was awkward. You find out later that they, uh, uh, Reba and... Bo Duke were never actually divorced. They were just separated. Right. And the they've whole been movie like hinges on that for no reason. <laughs> like they're like they're separated but not divorced and I'm like why is this like why are we in the courts right now for this? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so detailed ads family court. Yeah. <laughs> uh and so it it gets real awkward at the end. Also there are a couple so there are some singles that are meant to be taken from this film. Um, uh, Rockin' Christmas. Uh, Laura, yeah, Rockin' yeah. Little well, whatever Christmas. The, yeah, Rockin' Little yeah. Christmas is definitely the single. There is a song that is not a single where they... Uh, whenever anybody tells you that autotune can make anybody sound good, I need <laughs> you to point them to this film to let them know that that's not true. Uh <laughs> There's something that they do with his voice uh, in, in the a last couple of song. those songs. In the final song, that's like supposed to be Ooh. like the song. He Very makes like a, song. an inhuman like <laughs> vocal run, and he has a country <laughs> music career. Like this dude put out records, right. 
and they had well, the, like, he's been a little distracted putting out christmas cards <laughs> yeah he's cards. he's got other things on his plate <laughs> I have to like we have to like explain why this is so specifically funny because Johnny you should tell about the comedy bang bang thing. Just the the song Christmas cars being or the movie Christmas like yeah. so I mean I'm just obsessed with this like one uh the Drew Tarver and Carl Tart singing the song that they improvised called Birthday Truck. Do you guys know about Comedy Bang Bang? <laughs> yeah, I know about Comedy it, Bang Bang, but I don't know about Birthday Truck. Same, it's just same. A, like, they're just on an episode. You and they're pretending, YouTube, they're pretending to be a country duo. They're called, pretending to be Florida and Georgia. Line. They're called Memphis, Kansas Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they just sing a song of, that like starts off sounding like a real country song, but it's just like celebrating their truck's birthday. <laughs> and it's, I, I literally. And I think it's the best song ever written. This. I cannot. Oh, yeah. Look it's it up on really YouTube. Funny. You will definitely laugh. And it's just funny, too, because, like, there's parts of it that I sing constantly. Like, I just, I'll be doing dishes and singing lines from this. I mean, like, Christmas cars is just birthday truck. Truck birthday is what it's called. Yeah. Truck birthday. And then there's truck prom, too. Yeah, truck prom. Truck baby. <laughs> but, there's reverse um, truck prom. What's the what's the Sadie Hawkins of truck prom? Yeah. <laughs> truck Sadie Hawkins. They still need to do that one. It would be really good, though. Um, but yeah, okay, Casey, we interrupted your, your rapid fire. Oh, no, you, you certainly did not. That was, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I could go on forever with my thoughts about this movie. <laughs> I just, I love crappy movies like this. I love watching somebody like Reba carry it, like, all the way. She was um, great. Like, we didn't say that enough. Yeah. She was just good. She was. I think it's, like, it showed, though, that, like, her ceiling is so much higher than even this yeah. movie. Like, she's obviously, like, so charismatic that, like, it needed her to be, like, the epicenter of the screen. But, like, she's actually very funny, and I don't know that that came through in this well, movie. I also, like, it made me realize how much I've gotten used to Reba on screen's primary characteristic, characteristic being, like, like... Wisecracking. Yeah, yeah. wisecracking, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like... Because she was just so, like, kind of, like, she was not funny in this. Yeah. She was, like, and a little like, sassy, but it was, like, very restrained yeah. for Reba. And it, yeah. and it like was, like, bad, not in control that, of it. Yeah, they had that, like, weird Marvel Universe, like, sassy between them where it was, like, well, I know you said <laughs> that, but you said this, but, like, well, I'm, I'm uh, like, yeah. <laughs> it, she can nail that, too, but uh, I'm going to say once again, John Shooter drops the ball. This should have been Charles Eston. Uh, visit my website, <laughs> charlesestonfans.com. <laughs> well, now that I know he's super MAGA, I can get on board with Charles Eston. I mean, he, I think he's like a Democrat, so. I have one counter. What if the role was played by Brock? See? Whoa. Now see, here's this. Oh, I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I mean, would Brock he now? Better? What is he? I mean, no, but... That wouldn't mean anything. They've got the auto. That can be that. your first <laughs> Patreon episode. Like this was supposed to be it. That should be your first one. Is investigating <laughs> where is Brock? What is he up to? Yeah, he's gonna be a guest on the first Patreon. I mean, he's episode. originally from Dallas, and that's where we are. So it's like maybe he's, he's probably here. down the street then. Yeah, I was about to say probably just yell his name <laughs> until he um, yell Brock, Brock. Whatever his real name is, we don't know. <laughs> um. 
But yeah, okay, cool. Well, we've definitely probably exhausted any listener's interest in Christmas in tune, but maybe not. I mean, I think that anyone, any psychopath who's listening to this that didn't watch this movie is like, I can't take any more of this. Mm -hmm. I think the listeners who watched it are probably like, I could go two more hours. Talking about it. They're like, they didn't talk about this insane thing. Yeah, I have so much to say. (laughs) But we'll have to have you on... We'll have for to have a regular, on for a real regular episode. episode. We, it episode. would be the an honor. Shit. Oh, that it would mean a honor. lot. That please, wow. <laughs> that would. Uh... We'll pick a good episode. Yeah, no, we will. We kind of like we a season we, finale. I mean, possibly or, or premiere. Or, or premiere. Yeah. yeah, you already kind of like goes to the gynecologist. So like anything yes. to that, so. you missed because the gynecologist and you missed the potato salad episode yeah the so. potato salad episode start lowering your expectations for for everyone but yeah we whipped on a couple like episode selections i mean there there's a little up and down with the quality um but you know they it, it evens out to a very high uh tier i yeah. would say for the for the show as a whole Christmas in tune, maybe not so much unless you're really leaning into patriotic camp. Without the army, I would have been like so much more right. there. And also, this. we'll have you guys on next year when Christmas in tune two comes out. Christmas in <laughs> tune the with the with the number two, <laughs> and it says T. The number two U N E is on it, and they you know they all get deployed to like. Iraq. <laughs> well, yeah, they're I'm all ready. they're all going to Benghazi after this. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like a recast of the Reba Tremor scene with the machine gun. Um, yeah, Troy but... dies in the first <laughs> <scene>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Oh my goodness. We're okay. gonna wrap it up for real now. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you guys so much again for taking this really seriously because it doesn't it doesn't happen always and you right. guys really and brought a lot serious. of it is extremely serious it's for the troops um it's so troops. we did this for the <laughs> united states of america so thank you for having us <laughs> yeah, no problem um and for those of you who want to find out more about laura and casey and their show it's called Run Out Numbers. It airs on WXNA on Sundays at 8 a.m., right? Correct, yes. Okay. And that's a good time, as we discussed before oh, the dear. recording began. Um, Sunday at 8, that's like a good crucial radio time. So if you're it's looking for time. Some, yeah. Yeah. some tunes. It's breakfast table time, and it's, yeah. Which is when a lot of people listen to this podcast, I assume. <laughs> Start their extremely chaotic week. <laughs> Surrounded, uh, surrounded by their family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just listening to rewatchables. God, we really didn't talk too much about 9-11 concerning all the army stuff. But the marriage of country... I know, it's like the one, yeah, the one thing, thing that would, like, warrant bringing up 9-11. Relevant. And we're like, why would we talk about the, that? The patriotification of country music in 9-11, it's a whole thing. So Let's just say would we this. have this... This movie would not have been made if 9-11 didn't happen. And we'll leave it at that. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But yeah. Okay. Well, on that excellent note, thank you guys so much again for coming on the pod. And we will talk to you next Reba Recap. Thank you.
Same Reba right. time, same Reba channel. Thank you guys. <laughs> exactly. Um, thank you all for listening. As usual, subscribe, rate, review. It's available in normal podcast places, probably if I haven't totally botched all the tech stuff. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Yeah.